Good night, Papua New Guinea. It's a beautiful Sunday. Sunday is a good time for us to reflect on the week gone by and think about the week ahead. Look at all the decisions we've made and whether we can improve in our decision making, whether we could have done better. You know, not in a way where we waste our spirit or we, we feel too negative about anything that has happened and the decisions we've made, but in a way where we can be more reflective and we can examine and review our decisions so that in a way we can improve them when confronted with similar decisions, you know, in future instances. I normally use Sundays to do this. I use Sundays to reflect, to think about the week gone by and in my mind I make a list of all the outstanding things that are there that I need to attend to, family, work, issues that confront the nation, the region, the world perhaps, you know. And I think about what's ahead and how I can be a better person, a better Papua New Guinean, a better father, a better brother, a better friend. And look, I'm not perfect. I make a lot of mistakes, trust me. But at all times, I try to learn from these mistakes and I try to improve. I try to be a better person. And Sundays are the great time to do that, I find. Now, as a country, we're a we're at a very interesting point of time in our history. We're looking at a situation that could escalate, that would explode, and that has the potential to tear apart, you know, our nation. In the Southern Islands, an airplane was burnt down, a terminal was burnt, a governor's residence was burnt, a number of people went on a rampage in protest or in violent reaction to court decisions handed down in an election petition case involving, you know, candidates who stood for the seat of Southern Ireland's governor. And the court ruled in favor of the, the current governor, William Powie, and supporters of, you know, the candidates went on a rampage and basically created a lot of wreaked a lot of havoc. But to dismiss their actions as being just an act of crime or the act of uncivilized savages is to be too narrow in our thinking, is to be too shallow in how we look at what happened. What we need to do is take stock of history and examine all the facts and all the circumstances leading up to this situation so that we can have a better understanding of what happened and why. And in that way, we can be able to better prepare ourselves for similar situations in the future and how we can, can you know, prevent them from happening. And there's, there's an opportunity here for us to learn from all of this and to figure out what's happening and why and what's going on and going wrong and what we can do so that in the future this doesn't happen again. Or if it does happen, we will be better prepared because we, we would have looked at this situation and taken the lessons from them and, and be able to use this knowledge, this information, this, this education, you know, to make uh, decisions that are more informed. Now, I put a post on social media, on Facebook, that, that basically said this. I said, before we call this event an act of crime and 
the act of uncivilized savages. We need to understand all this. And a lot of people reacted, educated people, you know, reacted and said, oh, how could you say this? How do you, do you, this means you condone this. And, you know, how could you say things like this that supporting crime? These people are uncivilized thugs and savages and we don't like what you're saying and we hate you and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, that's fine. That's up to you to think that way, you know, but I'm speaking the truth. I'm going to speak the facts. Even if I am the only person saying this and it's not popular with the masses, so what? I'm going to speak the facts. And the facts are that there's a reason why this happened. Okay? Now, I don't support either candidate. But there's a reason that this happened. And there is a reason why there's so much tension and there's so much chaos and bitterness and anxiety. And right now, up in Southern Highlands, there's a lot of, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of, you know, bitterness. There's a lot of conflict and potential conflict and you know the way we are reacting right now the way our government is reacting which is to declare an SOE and immediately send troops up to Southern Highlands in my opinion this is not the right way to react this is not a law and order situation this is a situation that is far more profound than just an act of crime or the act of opportunists or you know yes there were some who were involved yes they committed you know uh, or they, they, they behaved in a way that you could say was criminal but there's an underlying root set of root causes and we need to look at those causes and why. And the reason is the 2017 elections were the worst elections in the history of Papua New Guinea. They were so poorly managed. This electoral commissioner, who should resign by the way, failed miserably in managing these elections. And they were poorly planned. There was no proper threat assessment. There were no proper efforts to ensure that there was capacity and that, you know, that an election was delivered in a timely manner to the satisfaction of the masses. No. This government is responsible for that. The people of Southern Highlands at least had faith in the justice system. So they suspended their acts of anger and bitterness. I mean, they, you know, and they took it to the courts. But the courts, the courts have been structured in such a way that they have become very pedantic. They have nitpicked to the degree whereby the substance of issues are not being considered and, and cases that have substance but have approached or have come to court because of very minor technicalities are being thrown out, being dismissed. And this leaves a, a sense of frustration, of bitterness, and people feel that there hasn't been justice, you know. They already feel bitter about the 2017 elections. Let's not forget that in most of the highlands, in fact, indeed, most of the country, people rejected the PNC government, including Hela and Southern Highlands. They rejected this government, you know, and they showed that, you know. But when the election results came, they went through the process. But it seems they feel that the process has been hijacked or to some degree has been manipulated. That's what they feel. That's why they're behaving this way. Okay, and that's what we need to do. We need to review this. And we need to take stock of what happened in Bougainville, okay, where 20,000 lives were lost in a 10-year civil conflict that benefited nobody, you know, and we need to look at that and take the lessons from Bougainville so that we don't repeat those mistakes again. But it looks like we're repeating those mistakes again. It looks like we're going down that path. You know, violence begets violence. You send troops up there. First and foremost, there are factions in, you know, in, in, in Southern Highlands that are very well armed and that are willing, willing to stand up for what they believe in. Whether we think it's, they're right or wrong, it doesn't matter, but they're willing to do some serious damage. Okay, now from the information and intelligence that I'm getting from up there, they don't want to engage with our police or our defense force, but they're going to do it if they have to, okay? 
And as for our defense force and police, I'm hearing from the defense force and police that many of them don't want to go there and, and engage in this, in this activity or in this confrontation because they feel that deep inside it's not right, you know. We, they've learned something from Bougainville. The government may not have, you know, and, and, and the state institutions and organs and entities may not have carried out a thorough study and put together, you know, a set of, uh, of, of lessons that we have taken away from Bougainville, but the soldiers, the policemen, they have. They've learned from what, from what happened in Bougainville, you know, and they're not so eager to rush into another similar situation again. They don't want to do that, you know. I think the government, especially the Prime Minister, needs to reconsider his decision. You don't need to declare an SOE. There's already an SOE there. What you need to do is find out what happened and then look at conflict resolution mechanisms. Bring independent bodies. Okay, use our Melanesian system. Bring your leaders together. Bring POWI. Bring all the other Southern Highlands leaders and the Highlands leaders and indeed Papua New Guinean leaders. We need to resolve this collectively. Okay, as a family would. We can't just say this is something for the Southern Highlands only and let them solve it. No, we can't think that way. This would not be right. And we can't say this is only the Prime Minister's problem, let him deal with it. No, this is something that each and every one of us, whether we are citizens or leaders or elected officials or community leaders or church leaders or NGOs or civil society or whatever, we all need to come together and find a solution. That's the Melanesian way. That way works. Our Melanesian conflict resolution mechanisms worked, and they worked very well, by the way. By the way, they worked very well. They took some time, and it took a lot of processes, a lot of talking, but you know what? So what? What's more important than peace? This has been Gary Jufa. I hope you have a good night. God bless you. God bless Papua New Guinea. And I'm confident that these things will be resolved, and we'll find a way forward.